Take two of that. Take two on the kill yourself scene. Action. Action. So I thought about killing myself today. Great. Yeah, but then I went to that Bahama Breeze restaurant by the Smith Haven Mall. And uh, I got a Mai Tai. And uh, the bartender put an umbrella in my drink. She said, enjoy. And that made you not want to kill yourself? enough to hold me through another week of this fucking bullshit. I got got another week. I got... That gave me a solid six days. I think, if anything, it would subtract days. (laughs) This guy needs alcohol to not die. (laughs) That's called addiction. (laughs) You're gonna die. That's called addiction, addiction, sweetheart. sweetheart. You're gonna die. Uh, throwback to that day. That girl almost <laughs> fucking killed herself over a cigarette. That is a real thing. I screamed at a woman. Yeah, we were uh, we were at Seacliff Beach, and there's some kind of thing going on, like fireworks. <laughs> yeah, it's called July Fourth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a little thing we do. Yeah. So, uh, so this girl drops a cigarette over the banister of the beach, and it's like a ten foot drop. This drunk chick in like this fucking skimpy dress just fucking dives off the balcony for the fucking cigarette and lands in the sand. You lean over the balcony. That's called addiction, sweetheart. You're gonna die. And then she got into like a huddled position to block the wind from her lighter and like <laughs> like Smeagol. Yeah, she was like, precious, That's it, nicotine, baby. You look good. What? Huh? I said you look good. You just look sweaty. I, I'm sure it is a Friday afternoon. We're recording this. I'm straight off the job site. Me too. Uh, the morning was easy. I was throwing um, tree branches into the back of a truck. And then the afternoon, so don't look at me like, are you fucking... <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that wasn't a bit. That's just what he looks like. <laughs> You're like, hey, I get to work. I loaded up tree branches. Jesus Christ. Well, then in the afternoon, I uh, I lined baseball fields. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yay. What do you think? I work for fucking NASA? What do you... I don't know. <laughs> what are you looking for? Excitement? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. My job's super exciting. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. It's about just as... Ex- All right. Your turn. Well, I... Well, I got to work, and I... Organized my truck. <laughs> and, then I, and then I delivered packages. Bark. And I almost drove my truck off the northern state. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. <laughs> Get us out of this hell. Get us out. Get us out. I don't want to do this for work anymore. Oh, I don't want to do anything. Please, I'm like getting hot thinking about it. It's so hot in here. No, it's, yeah, it's just really hot in here. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I'm get my AC. I don't want to work for FedEx anymore. All right, uh, you want to do a podcast before you have a fucking breakdown? No, oh I want to have a breakdown. No, <laughs> but if if my only option is doing a podcast, then then yes, I'll do. Why a you podcast. gotta say it like that. All right, hold on. All right, buddy, let's do a podcast. All right. All right.
I think we should start telling them to like and subscribe at the beginning of the episode because none of you fucks do it. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's what we could have talked about. Uh, (laughs) I know what you're doing. I know what you're going to say. Throwback to that uh, jerk off in our comments that got mad at us for making fun of Ray Liotta. He said, this is the great Ray Liotta's last movie, Cocaine Bears. You don't disrespect him. Guess what? Jerk off. (laughs) They announced another one. Ray Liotta's got a new last movie. No, but guess what? I actually checked his IMDb to look up the movie. He's got three movies coming out. Fucking dead guy's still going. Well, yeah, we can't dislike the movie because Ray Liotta died. Yeah. But now we can because it wasn't his last movie. Yeah. It was his fourth to last movie. Uh, Well, the movie we saw this week was Renfield. Oh, yeah, baby. Renfield. And it was awesome. So good. It was so cool. I forget it. I never. I'll never forget. Well, now we're just bit biting. But I love. <laughs> it's not it. our bit, but it's a reference. It's what we do. Yeah, we reference. Go, go watch. Oh, hello. Just do it. It's so good. It's hilarious. So we saw Renfield. <clears throat> really quick about Oh Hello. My girlfriend uh, was telling somebody about it, and they were like, "Oh." So, so it's like Fiddler on the Roof. What? <laughs> and and she went, no. And then she told me, she's like, what an idiot, right? I'm like, I guess. But at the same time, that would have made it 10 million times funnier if I was going into Oh Hello thinking I was about to watch Fiddler on the yeah, Roof. Yeah, right? <laughs> Nick Kroll and John Mulaney just kind of, <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, hello. You want to sing show tunes? Um, also, uh... Happy anniversary, dear. It's oh, one, it's your anniversary? It's our one year. You know, I I asked you how your week was before we started recording. I said, dude, how was your week? What do we talk about for our <laughs> opening? And you're like, I got nothing. It's your anniversary. Yeah, today. Yeah. It didn't affect the rest of the week. Well, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Nikki. So we saw Renfield. Oh, yeah. We do a movie review. Renfield. Renfield. Why do you... Okay, he's been doing his Nick Cage impression. And please go into the comments and tell him that's just Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Renfield. 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 Watch all the rum go. I'm Dracula, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to eat people. Paule. Paule. Give me some people. Throwback to when we were in Montreal on Halloween. You were running around and, and just dressed as Jack Sparrow. It was you, Halloween. You refused to break character, except for exactly once when you pulled me into a dark alleyway, threw me against the wall, and went, I can't fucking do it anymore. <laughs> I can't be Jack Sparrow. Because we were out for six hours, and I was just <laughs> drinking Captain Morgan out of the bottle going, oh, <laughs> oh. And then, like, there were- Savvy. Savvy. And then riots were breaking out. Everyone was fucking going crazy. I couldn't do it. I'm like, buddy, I can't stay in this character anymore. <laughs> yeah, nobody believes that story every time I tell it. I know. <laughs> They're like, that didn't happen. I'm like, I didn't believe it myself as it was happening. Until around. it happened. But that's for another podcast. You got to subscribe to hear that story because we've already wasted uh, 10 minutes. Holy shit. We can cut this down. 
So we saw Renfield. Renfield. Should we do our plot summary of the week? Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, Keegan's plot summary. We're going to keep it under a minute because uh, last week was slow. I, have to, I really have to work hard, though, because I watched it yesterday. Um, do you want me to do it? No, because your brain is fucking drenched. Look at your face. Look at it. How do I look at my own face? Because you're on camera. Right. Him? <laughs> Him? Who the fuck is that? That's you. Me? Yeah. All right, plot summary of the week. So Renfield is Dracula's... I forgot the name. Apprentice? Oh, no, he's uh, his um. It's like a Fairschmeier. Uh, <laughs> his um. Oh, they made a pun about it. Yeah. Uh, his regular, right? His. It's not regular, but yeah. Okay, he's like. No, his I'm gonna assistant. look it up. Well, it's more than that. Like vampires in like lore have like uh, yeah. a, a, a servant that uh, feeds them. This is Keegan's. 30 minute plot summary because he's a fucking. I'm gonna start from the top once I know the once I know the word. Hold on. Many unbearable hours later. In the movies with my girlfriend and her two twin nieces who are like 11. Familiar. And familiar. It's a familiar. It was not suitable for children. The trailers (laughs) were more inappropriate than the movie. There was a trailer about these like Asian girls going to China and they like smuggled drugs. It's like a wacky comedy. Hey, you know, this movie was rated R, right? Yeah. So were you going in expecting a family friendly movie? No, but like in the trailers, this Asian girl's like pushing Coke bags out of her pussy. And like the friend was like, hurry up, just push him out. She was like, it's my fucking pussy, Rebecca. I'm pushing drugs out of my fucking pussy. And like Serena's nieces are just like, I'm like, yeah, okay, great. I, it's the first time yeah, I actually oh, went into what? like dad mode. I was like, cover your ears. What, you two idiots never heard of a pussy? Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? Ten? You two never heard of smuggling coke through your snitches? Well, guess what? You're going to hear about it in a second because we got to get to Puerto Rico real quick. <laughs> All right, go for it. All right, plot summary of the week, take two. So, Renfield is uh, Dracula's familiar, which is like a servant. And uh, he has all the same powers as Dracula, but he has to eat bugs to activate them, which I thought was very funny. Um, I don't know if that's like a real thing or if they made that up. I just wrote it down that I liked it. It was because he would just like pinch a little bug and And then his eyes would go like, and he would just start kicking the living shit out of people. (laughs) I know. So um, it's modern day now. uh, Dracula gets his ass kicked by some vampire hunters. So uh, he, they move to New Orleans and uh, Renfield's got some time before Dracula's at full power. So he starts going to a support group for people with abuse and abusive relationships. And uh, they teach him that he needs to stick up for himself and to basically tell Dracula to kick rocks. This clearly does not please Dracula uh, which is Nick Cage, by the way. I think that's a very important detail I'm leaving out. It is Nick Cage. Everybody put Nick Cage in your head because it's Nick Cage. I'm Nicholas Cage. I'm not, a vampire. Not the bees. <laughs> not the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> um, so then eventually Dracula starts. Oh, yeah. Then there's this. Uh, uh, there's a cop, too. She. Uh, She's trying to put away this guy, Tommy Lobo, Tommy Lobo, who was fucking hilarious. Uh, She's trying to put him away, but he keeps slipping through because he's part of a big mob family. It's really, you know, 
and then uh, they clash, they they meet, and then uh, Dracula gets full powers again, and he obviously goes to find Renfield, who's now like renting a studio apartment and like wears sweaters, and uh, Dracula just starts kicking the shit out of everybody he's ever loved. Yep. And then Renfield basically says, "I don't want to work for you anymore." So Dracula goes, "Bet." Uh, I'm going to go join the mob. <laughs> and then he goes join the mob. And then they kidnap the cop's sister, who is an FBI agent. And uh, they go to find her and, and get her. And then they end up killing Dracula. And he is, they saved. And that was your 20-minute plot summary with Keegan. Yay. Uh, well, okay, so let's jump in then. So the first thing I wrote down, because I got my notes right here. Uh, what? I said the first thing I wrote down because I got my notes right here. Get your notes. I on my phone. I really enjoyed the relationship between Renfield and Dracula. Like I like how they were never too like chummy. Like even though they've been in each other's lives for like a thousand years, like Dracula still like controls him and he's still like, Oh yeah, I'm still gonna kill everyone you care about. Like you're my bitch. We're not friends, even though we've they've survived like plagues together, wars, like countless vampire hunters. Yeah, yeah, like everything. Yet there's still that perfect dynamic where it's like you're still walking on eggshells around him because he's you know, well, Dracula. Yeah, there's a lot we could break down with that. Um, like, dra- so there was like, um, um, there was a a kind of a what, what's the word? This is going to be a real messy episode because we were both at work all day and I'm sleepy. Stop looking at me like that. Look what it did to my face. (laughs) He's having a stroke. It's a Ted reference. What? What were you going to say? Where am I? Okay, I'm just going to keep going. Shut up. It's an allegory is what I was going to say. Thanks for no fucking help. It was an allegory, so uh, the whole time the movie's going on, it's a cute little allegory for an abusive relationship, which is funny and also adds some grounded weight to your plot, which is very nice. I think a good movie to compare this to is Cocaine Bear, which, listen, which we did several episodes ago. I'm going to get, <laughs> and we're going to talk about it for the rest of our lives. Okay, this movie, let me make my point. Yeah, dude. This movie does everything very well that Cocaine Bear tried to do. Yeah. So it is its polar opposite in the sense that it worked and, po- and Cocaine Bear didn't. Because this movie was just a fucking, it was a trip the whole time. Yeah, but, it, it knew how to balance out the comedy, the action, the you know the intense parts of the story. Like, Cocaine Bear tried that and failed miserably. Yeah, but I thought Renfield did a great job with like having that perfect. Yeah, there's never well. So then, bringing back to Dracula, there's never a point where his character is overtly goofy. He 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 has he has jokes that are are tailor made for his character because his character is still. Uh, like, um, uh, <laughs> don't look at me like that. It's uh, threatening, like, uh, you know. Yeah. Like, he's still intimidating. That's yeah. the word. Okay, thank you. 
Um, yeah, and I liked how uh, there's a there's a quick part that that went over my head. So uh, vampires have to be invited in mm-hmm. places. That's like, the bar that went over your head. I know what you're no, gonna say next. But <laughs> so when Renfield gets his like little studio apartment, he has he like goes into his apartment and Dracula is like waiting there for him with like a martini glass full of eyeballs. And he's like, how'd you get in here? And then he like looks down and sees his welcome mat. Look around and says, welcome, come in. And he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> and it was, ah. Just, it was just like a little fucking quip that got me. I don't know. It was funny. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a, this movie did that very well. There was just random little tiny moments yeah. that were, um, that it, it kind of helped with the pace because the movie never really loses momentum. Yeah. Um, I thought a, a, a little thing that I thought was fuck. It was hilarious. It got me every time. Was um the that that occasional scream that every single person did. Yeah. There was just it wasn't every single person that died, but occasionally it would like it would really tune into somebody and they'd be like ah yeah <laughs> like there's this fight big fight going on. Runfield's like kicking the shit out of people and the 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 lady cop is shooting them and you know being all badass and it just occasionally cuts over to Renfield doing something like unbelievably fucked up to a yeah. person and uh it like cuts off and like it just cuts up to him and he just really like nonchalantly rips a guy's face off and the guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has no face and he's just going ah! yeah. and it was for like a split second <laughs> and then it cuts back to the cop being like you know like a badass cop or or that same fight he's he goes to fight a guy and he goes to kick him uh, into a different guy, but he forgets to let go of his arms, so he kicks him and rips off both of his arms, and the guy's just squirting blood out. <laughs> yeah. He's just going, ah! And he yeah. goes, ah! I like how oh, how the violence was very, like, over the top. Like, the blood, like, the amount of blood was, like, it was almost ridiculous. Yeah. But I really liked it. It was, like, kill Bill over the top. Well, that was another thing that, um, Cocaine Bear didn't do that we wished it did, and then this movie did do. Was it, it really cranked everything up to eleven, and it was yeah, it, it knew what it was. Yeah, it 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 was goofy, and it it cranked the goofy up to eleven, and it was like and it made it so entertaining. It was it was cinema. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking cinema. Nick Cage's Dracula it was fucking cinema. <laughs> uh, so I liked Renfield's relationship also with the cop played by uh, Aquafor Aquafina. Um. Sorry, what? Her her name is Aquafina. Isn't, isn't that the fucking dolphin from Bojack Horseman? Yeah, maybe. Is her name really Aquafina? Her name is Aquafina. That's like her a, maybe her stage name. It's like it's like fucking, you know. That's just that's just it. So Aquafina, she plays the cop. And like I love how like blatantly obvious they made it that everyone on the force is a crooked cop working for the mob like she like calls all of them out and like the precinct she's like you're all working for the mob and they're all like yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i mean well you said it you know but one thing I, I hated though is her background was so typical like the like her her certain lines where she goes you know just ever since dad like, I hate that fucking line because her, her dad was a cop that died. And she was like, ever since dad, I just haven't 
blah, blah, blah. And then well, the I- chief of police goes, look, you'll never be your father. <laughs> and she's like, I know. And I'm just like, yeah. Well, I, I, I thought that worked because everything was cranked up so high. I mean, it was like she was like overtly good cop. Like there's a scene where um, all the all the gangsters show up, all the cops show up. They all surround her and they want Renfield. She's got Renfield in handcuffs. <laughs> and and they're like give us give us the guy we want the guy and she's like very clearly going to be shot and killed and she's just like nah yeah like like she's so like overtly good cop that it it's like comical like i i i didn't i it wasn't annoying to me because i could tell that it was on purpose yeah that she was so like on like like to like a t like what what a good you think of a good cop it was like to a point of like parody. Yo, I actually something weird. I don't know if this was on purpose or not. I liked her walk. She walked like this. Just she had like just so much weight on her shoulders. Oh, the way she like her walk was in this. I don't know if maybe just like the vests and the belts she had on was like, but it just like I could like see the struggle in her. <laughs> And it was just fucking hilarious. And then he was like, yes, I kill people and feed them to Dracula. And she's like, ah, and it, it, no, I don't want a snickerdoodle. Yeah. But, um, what I really would like to talk about is, um, the mob boss's son. Uh, what was his name? Te- Ted Lobo. Ted, no, Teddy Tommy. Lobo. Tommy. No, it was Ted. It was Ted. I have it written right here. Uh, Teddy, Ted Lobo. It was he, Teddy Lobo. Yeah. He played by Ben Schwartz. He was so fucking funny. And Ben I've Schwartz been, is a great actor. I've been following him for so long, dude. He was uh he had like these random appearances in the show Parks and Rec. And their last season takes place like three years into the future. And like he shows up in like a wheelchair <laughs> and he he plays a character Jean Ralphio. And they're like, oh my god. John Ralphio, it's been so long. What happened to you? And he goes, oh, dude, I am so suing Six Flags. And he's like in a wheelchair. They're like, oh, my God, are you okay? And then he just stands up and winks at them. He goes, it's all good. And he just like sits back down and like rolls himself into a courtroom. (laughs) Dude, he's fucking hilarious. Well, I thought his character was like, his character was cool because he was like, like funny and ridiculous, but like in a believable way. Yeah, like he was just kind of funny and ridiculous because that's who he has, who he, like the character was as a person. Like, it didn't feel out of place. He was like the goofy son of like a mob family. Yeah, um, I love when like they, he's like, Renfield like kills his hitmen, and he's like speeding down the highway, but like the main cop is like running at like a DUI stop, and he like flies through it and like crashes his car. They're all, like chasing after him, and he's like throwing bricks of coke at the police <laughs> to get away. He's like, "I don't even care. Get away from me! Something fucked up is going on." And he's like hitting them with bricks of cocaine, and they um, they get him, and he's like, they put him in like the uh, interrogation room, and he's like, "This is fucked. This, this, this," and he's like saying everything. He's like, "Look, I don't even care. It's just we killed a bunch of people, but they were stealing our drugs," and like the cops are on the outside. And they're like, yeah, no one even went in there yet. He's just he's just confessing. No no one in there asked him a question yet. And he's just in you find out he's just in there alone. I I just thought everything he did was fucking hilarious. We just skipped over one of my favorite jokes. 
What was that? That whole... He, <laughs> he pulls up to the DUI checkpoint, and the cop goes, is that Teddy Lobo? And the guy goes, no, nah, it's not Teddy Lobo. And then you can see him really far in the distance in his car going, get the fuck out of the way. Do you know who I am? I'm Teddy Lobo. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm Teddy fucking Lobo. Yeah. She's like, I think that's Teddy Lobo. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or later on in the movie, he accidentally breaks into like Dracula's lair. And... <laughs> And Dracula starts like picking off his his like henchmen, and yeah. then he tells one of them, he's like, "Call my mom, call my mom," and and so the henchman calls the mom, and then you see her pick up the phone, and you can hear the guy get like like taken away, and she's like, "Hello, Teddy, is that you?" And then you just hear, "Oh, you know who the fuck I am? Yeah. I'm Teddy fucking Lobo." <laughs> and then I love when in that scene. Dracula's like, you know, he like grabs Teddy Lobo. He's like, who are you? What are you doing here? And he's like, he's like, I'm a fucking criminal, man. Like, <laughs> he's like fuck innocent people. And then Dracula's like, I he's like, like who a criminal. All we do is evil shit. Yeah. And, and then he's Drac- like, oh, okay. And he yeah. drops him. Yeah. Dracula drops him. He goes, I like that. And he like grabs his neck and they start like laughing together. And Teddy Lobo's like, ah. And then he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, are, are you laughing with me? Or are you going to fuck me up? <laughs> That was that's another uh, great example of Dracula just being, you know, fucking a good character. He was like, like you could laugh with him, but at the same time, you are worried that he's going to fucking kill someone. Yeah, because there's a scene. It's jumping ahead a little bit. Dracula shows up at Renfield's therapy group after he finds out that like Renfield like kind of betrayed him. And then he just fucking slaughters his entire group therapy. Oh, yeah. yeah, this movie's bold as fuck. Yeah. And then and I love, like, the guy who's running the therapy. He's, like, telling Renfield, like, you need to start doing more for you. And then Renfield's like, yeah, because if I do more for me, then he can't grow to full power. And he's like, exactly. Oh, my God. Why would you word it like that? But, yes. That's super weird. That's super weird. And then... He uses Renfield uses Dracula's blood at the end to bring the therapy group back to life. So they're all in group therapy. And he's like, thank you, Renfield, for saving us with Dracula's blood, especially since we crossed over to the other side already. And you know how we've seen things that we can't unsee. We've experienced new things. Okay, so same time next week. And they just like wander off. Rum. I like how the, the they 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 give him a book called it's like this it's like this is your shield. Yeah, it's, it's like, like dealing how, with a narcissist. Yeah, deal with narcissists. So when Dracula like confronts him in his apartment, he grabs the book and he's like reading out from it. Yeah, it's like he's almost trying to read from like the Bible, yeah. but it's like a narcissist <laughs> book. He's like, "You can't run my life," and he's like scrambling for pages. It's oh. like he's like literally like hiding behind it. He's like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Dracula's like, what is what is this? What? That was great. Um, I the um the 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 jokes in this movie were like the the perfect amount of punch and the perfect amount of like um like there were a couple jokes that that they like the templates were the same, but I appreciated them. They kept making fun of ska, which I thought was fucking yeah. Weird. yeah. There's um one of the one of the girls in the group is like talking about her her boyfriend and how he's abusive and she's like and and you know he's just like a really big fan of ska and then someone in the background goes 
is that that movie is that that music with all the horns and she's like that is such a gross oversimplification of what sky is yeah. and she goes oh my god who am yeah. i <laughs> Well then, well then the 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 cops show up to where um that the, her boyfriend is like a drug dealer he steals the drugs from teddy lobo and then they show up to where he is with the drugs and there's like graffiti on the wall and he's like what is that some kind of like satanistic thing and the cop goes no i think that's sky yeah sky's not dead yeah Ugh. <laughs> Oh, it's great. I love everything um, about this movie. Yeah, the, and then it like the jokes were so well paced. And then so then or uh or uh Renfield shows up to like scoop up the boyfriend and and they they just stole all the drugs from Teddy Lobo. So they think he's a hitman and they're like yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're like they're like oh my god, man. What is like take whatever you want. Like he's like I, he's like I, I'm going <laughs> to He's like, there's nothing I can take back. And they're like, no, seriously. They start throwing the coke. I'm like, no, no, seriously, take it back. And they go, he goes, who do you think I am? And they go, the hitman that, you know, the Lobo sent after us because we stole all their coke. And he's like, no, 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 I'm a friend of whatever. And then as he's about to kill them, he goes, did you say hitman? And then a fucking knife hits them in the neck. And it cuts over to this fucking serial killer looking psychopath. fat fuck with like a leather mask Yeah, like it looked like leather face. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, oh, my God. And then it cuts to Teddy Lobo in his car. And he's just like, yeah, no, Apache Joe's in there. Yeah, because. <laughs> well, he's like, Apache Joe's in there. He's like, he's like, I'm not going to tell him. The guy's like, you know, the guy like throws knives. I'm going to tell him his name is racist. Yeah. <laughs> but Renfield would go to these group therapy meetings and he would find like the abusive people that these, you know, people are talking about. And he would like feed them to Dracula because they're assholes anyway. So, like, that's why he shows up to that fucking warehouse and he's like, I'm a friend of Jessica's. And they were like, oh, oh, what the fuck? We thought you were a hitman. And then he's like, huh, hitman? And then he kicks the hitman's head off and sends it flying into (laughs) Teddy Lobo's car. He's like, oh, fuck. You know the fuck I am. Oh, yeah. So so I I thought the the dialogue jokes were really funny, which is um, unusual for modern comedies. Yeah. But I I also thought that there was a lot of really good visual and physical comedy. Um which is usually my main complaint with modern comedies, there's not enough visual jokes and there's not enough or like there is physical comedy but it's like haha fat guy fell down. Yeah, but this comedy was good. He fucking eats a bug and he kicks Teddy Lobo in the stomach so hard he fucking shits himself <laughs> and dies. It like it like Mortal Kombat X-rays him yeah. as he kicks him so hard in the stomach you see the shit come out of his ass and the blood go through his head yeah. and he just spews out both ends. And he just fucking dies. I'm like, that's awesome. Even like, like the, the visual visual jokes were really good. There was one uh, when he gets the apartment, he like his neighbor's kid has like an ant farm and he like gets down on one knee. He's like, hey, buddy, got room for one more. And an ant like crawls off his hand into it. And then like 20 minutes later in the movie, they're fighting at the apartment and he's like, we need to find a bug so yeah. I can get powers. And then he looks to the window and the kid's standing there with the ant farm. He goes, perfect. And he just kicks the door down, yeah. grabs the kid's ant farm. And they're like, you're a terrible person. And he's just pouring them into his mouth. Yeah. He's like, I know, but it comes in handy sometimes. He's just like, oh. yeah, he's like, a, like three quarters of it is just sand. <laughs> he's just pounding. And then he flies through the window and fucking like mince meets the guy. Yeah. Dude, I gotta say, 
this is it's been a long time since I really appreciated like an action movie like this. Like anytime a fight scene was coming, I got so excited. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was re- it was like oddly like the, the the hits were really like powerful. <laughs> like he was like beating the fucking Yeah, like you heard like the bone crunching in every fucking hit. Dude, it was great. And then they had like jokes like sprinkled throughout. Like we keep going with the the with the, the the Apache Joe thing kicks his head off and flies through a window into Teddy Lobo's lap. He's like, ah. but it's like every fight scene also has all this weird comedic shit going on. Yeah, and there were even like really like you know jokes in the background, like when Renfield decides to get like a studio apartment. His life has just been in the darkness. So now his apartment is like all peachy and colorful and there's just an absurd amount of like inspirational posters covering <laughs> his wall. It's like a fucking like fighter jet. It's like you got this kid and they're just covering his walls. It's like hang in there baby and like all this shit. It's like the tackiest fucking apartment and his sweater matches the walls. <laughs> He's baking the cop cookies. Yeah, he's baking the cop cookies with sprinkles. You want a snickerdoodle? I don't yeah. like your fucking snickerdoodle. Yeah, dude, it was, it was fucking good, man. I. Yeah, I mean, there was. I mean, even the scene in the beginning when Dracula gets like lit on fire, he like Renfield runs up to him. Are you okay? And he's this shriveled little like burnt crisp, and he just goes, "No, <laughs> no." Like, it was fucking hilarious, man. It, the, all the jokes blended very well with the action. Like, and that was that was the biggest thing that I was going to be worried about. But it, it was all done phenomenally. Um, yeah. yeah. I was super impressed with the, the... I think it harps back to our point when we said that it's the joke should be, like, woven into the... Uh, to the plot there was like a there was a deeper story going on in the background which is i think important for comedies because sometimes i think with comedies and horrors they forget that there's supposed to be a story happening yeah and it's not just an hour and a half of funny or scary yeah like a lot of the times with comedies it's like you know fill the pages with jokes we need jokes we need jokes it's like no you don't what are they doing they're gonna go see a baseball game all right how do we make an hour and a half movie funny where they're going to see a baseball game it's like no how about you tell a better story yeah like, <laughs> like, focus uh, on the story the jokes will come how about yeah uh, uh how about uh billy madison uh, what's that story uh a guy who got to go back to school in order to take over his family business that's an this- interesting story yeah it's funny yeah, they, they made it work good. Movies, a lot of movie makers nowadays forget that there needs to be some kind of story happening because ultimately movies are storytelling devices. Yeah, I mean, even like, I know we talked about Sandler a few weeks ago, but like even Happy Gilmore, I thought was such a funny comedy that had such a great story. He wanted to be this badass hockey guy, but he could, he only had a good slap shot. And throughout the whole movie, he has this like internal struggle of like golfing's gay. I'm not a golfer. I play hockey. And then like at the end, the girl's like, "You're a fucking golfer." He's like, "All right." <laughs> like, and there was such urgency in it because he wanted to get his fucking grandma out of a nursing home that was being used as a sweatshop run by Ben Stiller. Like, there was so <laughs> much good stuff in that fucking movie. But yeah, and this, you know, Renfield did a great fucking job too with it. Like the whole time, I'm like really laughing about the funny parts and 
you know, the action scenes I was in love with, but the whole time I was like, how is this going to fucking end? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the type of movie I love where, you know, we spoke about whodunit movies and it's like, okay, obviously we know how it's going to end. The person who did it is going to get caught. Or they're going to realize it too late and they already fled the country. Like there's, but with this movie, it's, there's so many ways it could have ended. Yeah. He's he's, so fucking good. He's an eternal servitude to Dracula, who is also uh, an abusive partner (laughs) in a way. Yeah. And um, one of the only reasons Renfield really sticks around is because Nick Cage is constantly manipulating him into staying around. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, no, he's like, nobody's ever going to like, he's like, you've already done so much bad shit for me. Nobody's ever going to accept you back into society. He's like, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the only person that's ever going to accept you. Yeah. It's like, how is he going to fucking overcome that? Yeah, right. That like is how, what's the plan? Centuries of abuse. And not to mention Dracula is Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a big joke element where um, the, the group doesn't realize like he never tells them it's Dracula. Yeah. He just keeps telling them that he he's like with a narcissist. Yeah. His boss. He's yeah. like, my and boss is very abusive. And like, mm-hmm, we so know. Like, so like, you have to stand up to him. It's like, well, that's a lot easy for you to say when yeah. it's not a superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> eternally mortal and God. I do like though, how every time something was going well in Renfield's life, it just cuts to a close up of like Nick Cage's mouth. And he's like, Renfield. And he's just like, oh, yeah, God, like, no, 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 no. They can speak telepathically. Yeah, he's like, he like finally paints his apartment. He's like, I like this part of my life. And then it just cuts to Nick Cage's mouth. Renville. There's also this uh, like terrifying realization that uh, Dracula can see everything Renfield sees. Like he can yes. turn into his eyes because he, uh, he, he finally gets the cop. Like he's talking to Dracula's talking to the cop and he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, I saw what you did. He's like, I could use you on my side. And it's like, oh, he was watching the whole time. Yeah. That's gross. I don't like that. Yeah. It's like creepy. He's like down in that fucking basement of the hospital. <laughs> and you just, I just picture him sitting there just watching, just jerking off. Yeah. Just, uh, he's with the cop now. Yeah. Renfield. I'm Nick Cage. I'm Nicholas Cage. I'm going to come. I'm coming. I'm coming all over the Declaration of Independence. Oh, I was oh. Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh. You ever see Raising Arizona? It was one good movie I was in. Uh. Uh. <laughs> well, this is another good movie. For it Nick is. Cage. I thought Nick Cage was the perfect Dracula. He was. Dude, just his regular features. <laughs> Yeah, well, looks wise and acting wise, it was like the perfect amount of camp for Nicolas Cage. Yeah, like, like he's such a goofy, like he's always riding the line between a good actor and just a goofball. Yeah, that this is like the perfect way to harness that weird energy. <laughs> like, yeah, and that and they did it great with his character in Raising Arizona. And obviously, you know, when you're working with the Cohen brothers, they know how to fucking direct a character, but. He had such it was there was so so balanced his you know goofy side versus you know but but Nick Cage man I mean I thought he was I you know I the thought, whole reason we saw this movie because we saw the trailer and we were like is that Nick Cage's Dracula like, yeah yeah we're seeing that that is absolutely something we're gonna do well I mean you know he did have to sell out a while back because he was like going broke buying all those dinosaur skulls <laughs> it was a mammoth. 
okay, whatever. And uh, so he was just kind of yesing every role that was offered his way. That's why he had those that like run of horrible movies like The Knowing and fucking the the day after the next Con Air. Fucking hated Con Air. But yeah, but this, like, he had a pretty good year, because even last year I saw that movie he was in where he played himself, The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent, mm-hmm. and he was fucking hilarious in that, too. And, like, plus this movie now, like, I, I think he's he's got some, I think he's got some good movies coming up. Like, he's, he's on a pretty good streak to me, except he was in that fucking pig movie. <laughs> where's my truffle pig? I'm Nicolas Cage, where's my pig? I love my pig. I watched the first 20 minutes. I feel like I got to finish it because his character, what like Nick Cage himself was good so far, but just him running <laughs> into like a rural city. Where's my pig? My pig's not here. I can't yeah. find him. Yeah. Nick Cage isn't, he's not a bad actor. It's just like some of the roles he's in. You're just like, what? Yeah. This? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, Nick, what are you doing? Like, Nick, stop, please. Stop. Bam. I'm begging you. I can't Nicky, fucking watch come it. Come on. Oh, Nicky, baby, please. Don't Where's do my pig? The bees, not the bees, not the bees. Ah! He also he was very good in the movie Leaving Las Vegas. I believe he got the Oscar for that. He played a writer. Yeah, phone. Ooh. He played a Hollywood screenwriter, and they fire him and give him like a dope ass severance package. So he moves to Vegas and spends it all on alcohol to kill himself. <laughs> So he's just drinking himself away in Las Vegas and like befriends a, a prostitute. And the movie was it was sad as shit, but he did a great fucking job. And and that's the worst when you do have like a great actor, but their talent is being wasted a lot. Not to keep bringing him up, but like we talked about it with Sandler. He's a great fucking actor, but he just keeps doing dumb shit. It's like just fucking put your heart into something and do a good job. And Nick Cage fucking slayed this shit. No pun intended. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was fucking <laughs> banana. It was just like there was the 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 opening scenes, or the I'd say the first like five ten minutes. It was a uh, like a really well done uh, like recreation of the classic Dracula movies. Yeah. I just, really like that. Just with Nick Cage's face. <laughs> it was, it was all in black and white. It was, it was, yeah, it looked very, very well grainy, done. but like I would have watched an hour and a half of that. That, yeah. looked, that even looked hilarious. And like, I gotta say, I loved the style of this movie. Like they took a lot of chances. They did a lot of weird shit with it. Like, yeah. Okay. So this takes place in like, Nolans in like 1910. And he's like, or whatever it was, he's like, all right, so we're going to make it look like the movie came out in 1910. And it, it, it was really fucking cool. And it just showed them like over time. And then I love how you find out Renfield had like a wife and a kid. And he like shows the picture to the cop like, yeah, this was my family. And it's like this old worn like photo from the 20s. <laughs> it looks like it was out of like a fucking like history textbook. He's like, it's a bit aged. <laughs> It's like, oh, so this was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep. And then the cop finds like a pen at the crime scene and asks her sister to run it through like the evidence lab or whatever. And then she like calls her back. She's like, oh my God, sis, that I just did the DNA test on this pen. And like, this is from like a serial killer that's been going around for like decades. Like, 
this this serial killer's got to be like 90 years old by now. And she just turns around and Renfield's just sitting in a chair like, like fucking 30. He's like, hey, he's like, hey. She's like, yeah, this guy's yeah, gotta I, be like ninety years old. I loved Ren, I loved, I, I loved Renfield's like millennial energy. Yeah, like he was yeah. such like a goofy like like hey guys, <laughs> like he goes to a support group and he like keep mentioning it. He he, he makes her snickerdoodle cookies and he like gets an apartment all by himself and he yeah, like and decorates it it's all like colorful and just fucking like yeah. But I love how in the therapy group, that one girl, Carol, every time she fucking spoke, <laughs> someone cut her off. And oh, she was, fuck Carol, I guess. Yeah, fuck Carol, I guess. God. Yeah, this this girl, Carol, just every time she it was her turn to speak, like Renfield would like burst through the doors and go, okay, I've had enough. And she was like, God damn it. Can I get one fucking word in? I love when Renfield starts to talk and he was like, I was actually following Bob. And it cuts to Bob standing there. He's like, and Renfield's like, because I... Uh, He's like, because you want to be my friend? He goes, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I meant. <laughs> totally wasn't going to kill you. Yeah. Um, I also, I like, I don't want to, I, I, I want people to go watch the movie because it was that good. Then just, f- this is just for me and you. I love the way they killed Dracula. I, I know. So I funny. know. I'm not going to spoil it. That's where I draw the line. You should go see the movie. It was Fantastic. so good. The way they kill him is fucking hilarious. It, it's it, it. Don't even mind that I just spoiled that they kill him because you know. Well, we said that in the plot. Somewhere. You should have guessed it. That, yeah. That's that's how movies end. Yeah, I mean, I knew that he was. I knew that he was either gonna die or be like imprisoned somehow and like powerless. You know. Yeah, I just I love when people freak out about spoilers. It's like you can probably guess what's gonna happen. Every movie follows the but same. Also, arc. it's like. Our podcasts run around an hour, and they're a, it's about a movie review. Like, don't watch it if you haven't like seen it yet, <laughs> or do. I mean, like, Just yeah, but it's like, yeah, but know it. what to expect. Like, yeah, like watch it. But I mean, what do you think? We're not going to talk about the fucking end of the movie in an hour podcast. Well, I'm not because you should go see it. Yeah, it was pretty it was fucking cool. Um, I'll do a real quick. One part I liked, it was a, a, a I, I, I am such a sucker for when movies, when they finally defeat the, the bad, the big bad with a callback to something that happened earlier in the movie. I'm such a sucker for that shit. Uh, I love when that happens. Yeah. I'm like, that's the thing they, they did it in the beginning of the movie. And they then did they that. Did, oh, they did God. That, and then they did it again. Nick Cage. Like, um. It's never funny when I bring up the books I'm reading, but I'm reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm reading the third one. Don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah, you're just jealous that my brain actually functions. Look at you over there, soaking wet up here, folks. It's beyond soaking wet. I think it's dysfunctional at this point. I'm waiting for you to like start sparking and like. <laughs> Where's my pig? Bee, bee, Not the bees. Um, but a lot, a, a lot of that book is, um, it just randomly bringing shit up, and like, like yeah. it'll like in the middle of a chapter, it'll be like, this is how you fly, and then then like four chapters later, um, one of the characters will. So, <laughs> The way you fly, so in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they talk about flying is possible, but the only way to fly is by 
uh, you have to start to fall and then be suddenly surprised by something to distract you to the fact that you're falling, and that will make you just take off. It's That's so weird. Yeah, it's the, the book is fucking weird. But um, so like like four or five chapters later, it's like hundreds of pages later. Um, the main character Arthur is running out of an exploding mountain. And as he's running out of the mountain, he trips. And as he trips, he looks down and he sees his tote bag that he lost like weeks before the book even started. And he's so shocked by it, he just flies away. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't even know. Like, it's it, the only way to do it is by accident. So he's just soaring through the air and he's like, What the fuck is yeah. happening? Oh, um, cool. Great book. Highly recommend. But yeah, I, you know, subscribe for more book reviews. From Keegan. Uh, I, I, this I is now say, a book review podcast. Fuck movies. Literature. We're going to read Fifty Shades of Grey this week. I already did. Did you? I jerked off to it. Uh, um, no, I've never read that book. I want that on the record. Because it's fucking retarded. It was based on a Twilight fan fiction. Do you know that? No. <laughs> yeah. It was a fanfic, erotic fanfic of Twilight. The original book featured Edward and, and Bella, their names. And then the author just kind of switched their names out and set it in like regular people land. And now it's a book series. I remember <laughs> my friend's mom was reading that and I went to his house and Her I was like, Her pussy was fucking I was like, soaked. hey, I was like, hey, how's you doing? Uh, how you doing? She was like, good. I'm just reading Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm like, oh. You want to read it with me? Yeah, it's like, uh, where's your fucking son? I want to fuck him. Yeah. Where's We're your fucking son? Trying to fuck your son. I mean to fuck your I'm son. I'm trying to have sex with your kid. Get away from me, you old cougar bitch. I'm trying to fuck I'm trying you. trying to fuck your son. Your here. young, tight son. Yeah. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, with callbacks, I am a sucker as well for a good callback. I don't like when it's stupid. Like, I don't know if you saw this movie on Netflix called Day Shift. No. Or, oh, actually, it's another vampire movie. Jamie Foxx. Oh, Fox, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I did. I did. And he puts like this like dental floss from like wall to wall through like a doorway. And then when vampires chase him, they run through it really fast and they like slice their own mm-hmm. head off by mistake. And then like at the end of the movie, he like does it to the main bad vampire and he's like, works every time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but that's fucking stupid. Yeah, that movie also featured Cowboy Snoop Dogg with a minigun, though. So. Yeah, yeah, he was like, hey, yo, it's me. Oh, shizzle, I got a machine gun. Man, I'm M Snoop. to the Mizzy. Yeah. yeah. It's Snoop Dizzy. Man, I'm Snoop Dogg, and I got cowboy boots on. Where's Martha Stewart? I'm smoking weed. I know I don't sound like Snoop Dogg, but who do I sound like? Do it again. It's like, hey, man, I'm Snoop D-O-double-G. I got me a machine gun. Like, that doesn't sound like Snoop. Sound like a gay cowboy. Hey, man, you trying to fuck or something? Hey, man, why don't you bring that six-shooter over here? <laughs> Put it up my butt. <laughs> Unload. Unload that six shots into my anus. Why do you sound like Forrest Gump? <laughs> Peg me, Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Mama said life was like a dildo in the ass. Bubba fucked me. <laughs> Bubba said they was all kinds of fucking. Trimping. Yeah. 
Fried shrimp. Shrimp stew. Bubba said my cock look like a shrimp. Bubba was scrubbing the floor with the toothbrush. Gay sex. Straight sex. Anal sex. Sex with a rubber band. I started coming. (laughs) (laughs) If I was going anywhere, I was coming. I must have drank me about 400 Dr. Peppers. <laughs> and I came yeah. everywhere. I must have drank me about 400 bottles of cum. <laughs> and I came all over Nixon. And then that <laughs> man got in a helicopter and left. <laughs> Where is this going? Uh, I'm going to come. <laughs> come. It always comes I'm down coming. to come. We wouldn't be here without cum. Dash Kanye West. I'm sorry I ruined your Black Panther party. Sorry I ruined your Black Panther OG. <laughs> there was all kinds of dicks there, Junae. There was white ones and black ones. Boiled. Bo- boiled dicks. <laughs> there was even boiled. And there was shaved dicks. Then there was really hairy dicks, too. Boiled dicks. There was big old fat dicks. There was a man named Richard. <laughs> they called him Dick, too. He was a dick. <laughs> In fact, everyone there was a dick. <laughs> I think the Black Panthers are dicks. No, Forrest, you're racist now. <laughs> racist gump. Oh, my God. He started running. <laughs> if I was going anywhere, I was coming. I was coming. <laughs> oh, I must have ran across 39 states. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go home now. Oh, God. All right. Was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Um... I brought this up to you last night. Uh, well, we weren't recording then. So. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't crazy about the mob boss woman. Like, I get that she was, you know, everyone in this movie had like a goofiness to her. But but she just kind of just irked me. Every time she like answered the phone, she was like, hello. She was like, where are you, Teddy Lobo? He's like, mom, I'm freaking the fuck out. And she was like, oh, my son is scared. Ooh. I was like, why is this? What 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 character from Sesame Street is that? Uh, is it Cookie Monster? No. Oh, no. It kind of like Gromit. <laughs> Gromit? <laughs> Oscar the Grouch? I don't know. She's like, oh, no. You can't do that. And I was like, why is she talking? It looks like she's trying to talk that way. Like, what's your real voice? It just really got under my skin i wasn't crazy about I her think, character i think it's because you uh you actually like mob movies i do so the mob boss that was meant to be like a goofy parody of mob bosses just like irritating you i i guess but yeah i don't know i just wasn't crazy about her it was fine she was just like a minor support yeah group. well that's why i didn't i, I wasn't even gonna bring it a, up because it was no, she had such a small part there was a, a very brief moment when she meets Dracula that they definitely wanted to fuck. Yeah, he like kissed her hand. He was like, "Yeah," and I'm I'm, time. I'm surprised that didn't go anywhere. But I would I think, have loved it if they fucked. <laughs> Here's my dick. Yeah, once the, once they once Dracula like joins the mob, the movie's really uh, like rushes to finish. I feel like there might have been yeah. more movie, and they kind of got cut. I will not. Which cut. is a shame. Yeah, I would like. I could have gone for another half hour. Another yeah, hour. I was. Yeah, I, I, I think was. So. I saw it after work. I was exhausted. Well, because well, you know what? It's like 
Dracula turned like five of the hitmen or the gangsters into familiars. Into familiars. Got it. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh shit, like this is gonna go somewhere. But then he just like kills them really quick. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dracula had this like big master plan to like take over the world. And yeah. he's kind of starting it. It was like world domination. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think it like ruined the movie, but it was it left a little to be desired. Yeah, I think there was more there, and they just didn't go for it. Yeah, right. But uh, I mean, overall, I still really liked it. But yeah, I could, I, I, I agree. I could have hit another half hour of that movie. Uh, I thought those scenes with the sisters was super forced, but it almost felt like. It needed to happen, and they were trying to get through it. It was like ripping off a Band-Aid. They were like, this needs to happen. Just bear with us for five seconds. Yeah, and it was like that dialogue that I hate. Yeah. It's like, you're not the only one who lost a dad. It's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Look, ever since dad, I just... Um, And the movie opens with narration, which we all know I fucking hate. But... I did ironically like that in the middle of the fight, he started narrating again. Like, towards the end, he starts narrating again. It it worked better then than it did in the intro. I just wish, like, so he's narrating and you're seeing the things happen that he's narrating behind, like, like on screen. I wish he just would have showed that. Like, I don't... I never understand when not only is there narration, but there's narration over what you're you're just seeing what yeah. they're narrating. Like, it seems like such a waste. Like, I'd rather just, can you just shut him up? And yeah, I can like, let me experience that. I can just watch it. Like I, I could tell what was happening. It was, it I was think, the, what he was saying. I don't, I don't mind narration if it's done correctly. Like I'll give you two examples of, I'll give you an example of a good and a bad. Obviously a good is either like, you know, Goodfellas or Shawshank, like, because it was continuous throughout. I hate when narration, mm-hmm. it's just in the opening scene and then the ending scene when he's narrating. See, yeah. look at us all back in the world. And it's just an exposition. Yeah. Though. It's like, like yep, that's yeah. me. Yeah. It's how that's to save, how I ended up yeah, here. It's how to save time with exposition. But then a really bad version, I would say, is this movie that came out on Netflix called The Dirt. It's about Motley Crue. And it was just fucking terrible because all four band members would narrate a certain part of the movie, but they all sounded the same. So you didn't know who was who. And it was just fucking terrible. And then I remember, I will never forget watching this fucking movie. And I was like, who directed this piece of shit? And it was Jeff Tremaine, the main producer and director of Jackass. I'm like, why is he making this fucking movie? And I found an interview with him and he goes, yeah, you know, I'm a huge Motley Crue fan. And you know, the script, it just kept coming back on my desk. I'm like, yeah, because it sucked and no one wanted to fucking make it. Because <laughs> they thought your desk was yeah. the trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, he goes, yeah, one part I didn't like, I couldn't find time to put the song Wild Side into the movie. And that's my favorite Motley Crue song. I'm like, dude, you put 40 of their songs in. You, you could have tossed it in. Why are you telling me this? You directed the fucking movie. Yeah, it was like narration. I wanted to make a good movie, yeah. but I just couldn't. I didn't know him. It's me we're talking about. But yeah, that movie was... I watched it twice because I'm like, maybe I, you know. And it was so like on the nose. Like Nikki Six's character, he in real life fucking like OD'd twice. He like died. And there's a scene where he's like, 
just it's like a heroin montage and he's like i just and the narration he was like i just kept doing drugs he goes and when i ran out of places to go and it just shows him like putting a syringe into his neck full of heroin and he like closes the door on the audience and it's like (laughs) it was so bad but then when you have a movie like shawshank did it beautifully it was paced perfectly i don't mind narration if it's consistent and and solid you see you see there's so few that it's so rare you see narration even i think scorsese botched it a little with casino because he had like three or four characters narrating certain parts it's like look have one person tell me this fucking story i'm robert de niro yeah he's like this is what's happening so i get into my car and fucking bomb goes off but you know this car was made with a steel plate and the driver's seat they saved my life huh Bash his fucking fingers in with your hammers. You talking to me? My face is melting. Look you know, what it did to my face. Hey, Mary De Niro. Mary De Niro. A little bit. You insult them a little bit. I'm really... I'm shocked my face can go down this far. I can't see your face. <laughs> 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 uh, it really hurt. <laughs> I'm Bob De Niro. <laughs> I'm, I'm Bobby. <laughs> I'm Bobby D. Bobby De Niro. The D stands for dicks. <laughs> Bring back Forrest. Get out of here, Forrest Gump. Forrest Plump. <laughs> plump cock. Forrest Pump. <laughs> oh, I just Jenny finally let humping. me. Jenny let my let me stick my dick in it only after she got AIDS. Oh, hello, baby. She fucking gets AIDS and then she goes, "You got a son." Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Is he like me? Is he smart? Does he got a big old dick? (laughs) Can he make you come, Jenny? It's like that rain montage. There were dicks coming for three months straight. There were sideways dicks, big old fat dicks. Sometimes dicks would come from underneath you and get you in the face. You have a lot of Forrest Gump memorized. That's a good movie. I think it's a little overrated, but it's a good movie. At least it was original. It was original. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I hope there was that whole scene in that where like black kids were going into their school and everyone was like annoyed by it. And then Forrest Gump like sees one of the black girls like drop her school book, and he like goes through like all the protests. He's like, "You dropped your book," <laughs> and everyone's like, "The fuck are you doing?" He's like, "She dropped a book." He's so dumb. I love it. I like the. You ever see the? Um, you ever seen them talk about where the accent came from? Yeah, how he like based it off the kid or something. Yeah, the the kid that played young Bobby just spoke like that. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "That's genius. I have to do that." Like the pace. Yeah, he he had like pronounced G's. He's like, I was singing, uh, singing. Uh. That's great. Um, from some like backwater town in Louisiana. Yeah. He was never in anything ever again. <laughs> he got eaten by an alligator. Well, the kid who played Forrest Gump was never in like anything else. The kid who played young Henry Hill in Goodfellas was never in anything else. The kid who played Charlie from the original Willy Wonka was never in anything else. Yeah, all these kids were in like the most famous movies of all time. Never hear from them again. Yeah, that's how you should do it. Get your fucking paycheck and get out. Yeah. See how many fucking child stars turn into fucking heroin addicts and die. Yeah, right. You occasionally have a good one. Who's a child star? Ryan Reynolds. He's all right. He's Deadpool. Oh. 
Yeah, some of them make it out. I think it's like the Disney Channel kids that get fucked up. Yeah, they always... I gotta say, I think like Miley Cyrus did a great job at breaking that down. She was... She, just, she whipped her tits out. Yeah, well, she was in... <laughs> no, well, she was in Disney. Yeah. Fell off a little bit. Uh-huh. Comes out with this super like... You know, that naked wrecking ball thing. And everyone's like, holy shit, Miley Cyrus is a person again? My God, Hannah Montana's getting her tits out. Yeah. And then, and then she kind of became like, you know, that like badass, sexy, whatever. But then she started just making normal music again. And people were like, oh, Miley's good. And here she is. She buys herself flowers <laughs> and holds her own hand. Good walk. for you, Miley. Good for you. You look happy in I like that song. Even though that's Olivia Rodrigo. That's another Disney kid, isn't it? She was no, she, just, she didn't no, make she that. No, she was in the High School Musical remake. Yeah, the remake? Okay, did, that's... Did that just come out? Yeah, that's where she came from. No, she came out with You that think s- she just came out and just has a record? Yeah, just she has came out with that fucking song about the driver's license. Yeah, before that, she was the, she was the new, like... High school musical chick. Really? That's where she came. Oh. You don't just get albums for free. <laughs> I thought she just wrote a song and everyone was like, No, she okay. has the, uh, no, she was, uh, she was the, the, like the main chick from high, the high school musical, like show or whatever they did. I also fucking hate that song. I got my driver's license like we talked about. Yeah, it was written by a 16 year old. So <laughs> you. There's a lot of depth going on there. Yeah, she's like... I don't think you're the target demographic, Chuck. Why are you turning into Randy Savage now? Oh, I don't think... Oh, boy. I don't really think you're the target demographic for this song. Because yeah. I am... Because you are a grain in the desert. And, and I am the, the whole desert. desert. And the cream of the crop. And I will rise, rise to the top. Rise to the top. to the top. Oh, yeah. Where's yeah. the rise? Oh, yeah. I've oh, never yeah. done cocaine. Yeah. yeah. I've never done cocaine off a steering wheel before. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan, you racist yeah. bitch. Hulk Hogan's a racist, huh? I got you for three minutes. He don't like the blacks. <laughs> three minutes of playtime. Oh, Spider-Man. So, Dracula. What about him? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck him. Fuck him. This was a great movie. It was a fantastic movie. I highly recommend it. I recommend it too. I thought it was every, it nailed every aspect. Again, it was, it did a phenomenal job at at blending in all the different types of genres without feeling like, without it feeling like choppy. Like, oh, this is the funny part of the movie. Okay. This is the action part of the movie. Well, this is the share part. It just did a great fucking job. Um, yeah, I like felt good after seeing. It. Like, I like even this morning I woke up. I was like, "Yeah, dude, you know what? It actually, I got, I got a, I was, it made me want to write. I haven't like written anything in so long. I was like, fuck, man, like that was a cool, like that was funny. I felt shit, like, like I haven't seen like a good comedy in a long time. Like I was actually, I was laughing out loud. I was mm-hmm. lolling. Mm-hmm. I haven't lolled in a while. Yeah, the, uh, my theater was not packed by any means. There was um, two people in mind besides me and the Well, because I, I, I had to call you to figure out what was going on. And we still couldn't answer it. For some reason, it came out today, but we saw it yesterday. Apparently, I found out that before. Which theater did you go to? AMC. Yeah, apparently AMC does this thing where if there's a premiere on Friday, they'll show a viewing of it the Thursday night before. It's so weird. Yeah, I found because I went to Hi. AMC also. <laughs> 
Yeah. And also they up their prices for like those better seats. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah, mine mine was supposed to have closed captioning. It didn't, but that was the thing. So. I don't know. It's like I think it's like two dollars more to be like in like that middle section. AMC, it's just like really Yeah, AMC, I'm not a fan of them, but um I'm a Regal guy. The only other movie theater near me is Regal Ronkonkoma, and we know what happens in that place. Oh boy. Hamburger. No, that's AMC. Oh, uh, god damn it. Yeah, we really can't go. Regal back. Regal was the one that uh looked abandoned. <laughs> Oh yeah, when we saw Ant Man, Quantumania. Um, what time are we at? We are an hour ten. All right, I guess we could. Uh, guess we could bookmark this. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for watching. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Uh. Be sure to like and subscribe. We got a we got a, a TikTok, and our username is at the Degenerates One Thousand, and we also got an Instagram at the Degenerates One Thousand, and we also got a Twitter handle <laughs> called Sabius. That's how I end that bit. Knock called, it off. <laughs> called Sabius Spring. <laughs> Uh, the windows are closed too. Oh God, it's already so hot, and you, dude, you're the fucking worst person. Really, we're cooking I, it. All right, I'm, I'm getting, I'm going, I'm fucking going home. Fuck cooking. This shit. Hey, you edit this shit. Do whatever the fuck you want. I'm getting, I'm taking my notes and get the fuck. You're out of such here. a diva. Oh, stop it! I can't work like this. I can't work in these conditions. I'll honey. be in my trailer, honey. honey. Honey, don't, don't clap at me. Honey, yes. Don't clap at me. I can't work in these conditions. Don't. I'm not an orchestra. I can't. I can't work in these conditions. I'm not a Tony Award winning actor. Don't clap at me. Ah, uh, the Tonys. <laughs> Should we end it on a no hello bit? Well, what bit? Waiter. I'll, I'll have, have one, one more root beer. beer. <laughs> Man. Man.